up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are Court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour. This week, we'll dig into the top five of the box office, discuss Aliens 30th Anniversary Blu-ray. We'll interview Jim Shuff, co-owner of Field of Screams in Pennsylvania, and find out what's coming out this week on Blu-ray. My name is Todd Stowell. I am joined by a 25-year veteran writer of pop culture and all things fun, Joseph Zadkowski. I am so tired. Yeah. Okay. It's been a long week for you. Yeah, I'm beat. You what know are we starting with? I think we're going to do Aliens to start out with. I'm pretty beat after watching the 1991 extended release on the 30th anniversary Blu-ray that you loaned me. And wow, was that Blu-ray disappointing. Yeah? <laughs> there were no... Sp- there was nothing. I mean, first of so all, so this is pretty complicated when you when you get into what they actually did here. So first of all, it should have been two disc. They slapped. Well, the, there's two cuts. The, yeah. Well, the, yeah. They slapped the the original theatrical release and the director's cut on a single Blu-ray disc, which did not really leave any room for a lot of additional extras on the Blu-ray. I think that was my first gripe. I think if they had split them. Right. then you probably could have really packed this full. Right. It's also the same... So you're going to hear me say Alien Anthology a lot when we're talking about this for, for specific reasons. The, the biggest reason being the disc was basically pulled from the Alien Anthology set, Blu-ray set, and packaged as a solo disc, right. which is the biggest problem. So you'd say, well, why is that such a big problem? Well, at least you got... You know, you got the two movies there, and you do get you do get an, a commentary track. That's kind of cool with James Cameron and a bunch of people. But here's the problem with that: at, at some point, you go in, and there's this mysterious mother mode that that's hanging out in front of you when you're looking with your your Blu-ray controller, and and what that what that's supposed to do is offer this like near limitless font of featurettes and cool stuff. It's broken up by auditory and um, visual and another fact track mode that, that pops up at the bottom of the screen. It's a layover, which is pretty cool. And it's really, it's really cool when you're listening to the commentary because they actually list the guy's name and what he's talking about. So you know who you're listening to because there's a lot of people talking and piecemealed into this commentary track. So anyway, you go to the, the visual the uh, part, and there's like this bunch of really cool featurettes you can access, like, you know, making the aliens and all that stuff. But you can't on the disc. But you can't because you have to have disc five and six. So now you're scratching your head going, well, what the heck is disc five and six? And then you realize you have to own the alien and. Th- Anthology series where this came from 
to access the featurettes, but you wouldn't buy this, Aliens, because you already have the same disc in Alien Anthology. Yeah. So what am I doing? Wasting your time and money. I mean, so, I mean, if you are a fan of Aliens and you have the anthology, there is no reason whatsoever to buy this DVD. There, so they throw in this cardboard packaging. They throw in a book called Aliens, 30 Years of Terror, and it's essentially a group of covers from when Dark Horse Comics did a group of miniseries. Um, it's it's a, a pretty nice stock paper, and, and the color's fantastic. And, and what's, okay, if you're a comic book fan and you're excited about, once again, going back and seeing a cover of Aliens by Brian Boland, the guy who did Batman the Killing Joke, or Mike uh, Mignola, who did Hellboy, or Killian Plunkett, who did Star Wars Rebels. Um, yeah, it's kind of a nice little nostalgia trip. And it, the key word is, of course, little, because it's just a mini book. And then they throw in 10, 10 concept art cards that are in color. and But that feel like they're printed on Kodak paper that you could buy at a Staples. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is this a gift idea? No. I think if you know someone who likes aliens, and who's a true diehard fan, I mean, they're buying the 30th anniversary edition because they gotta have it. That's a disappointment. If they right. if they want to just watch aliens for the sake of watching aliens, to your point, it's very confusing when you get this alert that you need these other discs. It's also confusing when it prompts you for an internet connection if you're using. You know any of the uh, the ultraviolet style, you well, know experiences. Well, wait, well, let's no, let's get into that. Okay, there is this extra featurette hanging out there, and it's supposed to be a new interview with James Cameron talking about his inspirations for the movie. So awesome! It's it's a code found in the package. So you have to take the code. You have to go to an external website, put the code in. And you can only watch the exclusive featurette 10 times. And it expires at the end of 2019. It's browser-based. It's not app-based. You don't own it in any other format, in ultraviolet or anything else. By the way, you do get the ultraviolet code, but it's for the theatrical reason, not the special edition. And to top it all off, it, when I put the code in, it didn't work. And people are also complaining about this. I'm sure they're going to fix this at some point, but they're not going to fix the fact that you don't own this featurette. And if I'm sitting there with my Blu-ray player watching a movie, I want to see the featurette. I don't want to pick up a computer, tablet, or smartphone and start screwing around typing in codes to get the featurette. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, and it's hard to say with a film that's 30 years old whether they have featurettes available and other stuff like that they could have put on this. Right. But I have to believe they just did a 30th anniversary Comic-Con panel. That could have been included. Really? Very easily could have been included. Really? It was filmed, which is mind-blowing. That, um, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. That would have been um, great. And I think in general, if even if you included, you know, photo galleries of concept art or there has to be some sort of a making of 
Um, There's nowhere that they, they have to have it. They have to have it. Have something extra. Or, or you know, you include, you know, the origins of it. You include, you know, screen caps of the script. Right. I mean, if you're looking to make this a nice package, a 30th anniversary DVD is supposed to have something special to right. it. Right, right. And this, just to me, didn't seem like it had anything, except it was recycling. It was like a cheap attempt at a cash grab and not really providing the fan and, and let's new. let's all right. Let's talk about a cash grab. I can't even argue it's a cash grab because an example of a crash, a cash grab would be something like Warner Brothers releasing one of the Hobbit movies or or um, early five months early and then releasing an extended cut of the Hobbit movie. I mean, it's done by all studios. That's fine. I'm good with that. But for the life of me, I cannot understand why they did it this way. And mind you, this is not a 4K UHD release either. I mean, at some point, what are they going to do? Wait for the 40th anniversary to do that? I mean, people's homes are going to start getting saturated with this type of television and these type of players. They're going to have to go back, and what are they going to do? Remaster it again? Well, I mean, they've got another Aliens movie coming out, right? I mean, so that would really, give them that, the reason, right? That really, really to release the Alien anthology HD because it's what H four K UHD. I guess it's Alien Five with Ridley Scott, right? And then Neil Blomkamp, who did District Nine, is has a script that Sigourney Weaver has read and is very excited about it and right. is ready to reprise her role. Um. Maybe they're waiting. I mean, it's it's really sort of baffling. I mean, it, it is baffling because once again, they did such a great job with the Alien anthology series. That was such a home run, technology wise, movie wise, restoration wise. It was all good. Yeah. It was a hundred percent, and it's the same studio doing it. It's not like they outsourced it somewhere else, I guess, and asked them to do it because it's the same disc. I mean, I think it. If they had done nothing else but convert to 4K, right? Then, with what you have there, it's probably worth, worth it. it, right? But when you're linking off and and adding these features that don't make any sense because they're you know, and it's almost as if like it's a design flaw of the Blu-ray, right? Like, like those things shouldn't be be like that. They shouldn't even be right. there. They so, just were so too like, lazy. Or did someone screw up on the pressing of the Blu-ray and, and include the wrong cut? I mean, it's it just is very strange. And if you can get Alien Anthology now for twenty five bucks, why would you go and get? Well, yeah, this? I mean, I mean, except you're holding out for four K. That's right. Right. I Absolutely. Mean, and, and that's I think the biggest problem with you know Blu-ray releases in general is that you're waiting for the four K. Right, right now. You're in that interim period where do... some studios are jumping in and doing it early and some are not. Right, and then 5K will come around, and then 6, right. and then, you know. I mean, I can get a, a 4K of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, but I'm not getting a 4K of James Cameron's masterpiece. And by the way, I mean, we didn't even talk about the film. It's a great film. It it's is a long, it was, the special well, edition the spe is long it, it, great. There, there are... If, if anyone hasn't seen the special edition, it is worth the watch. I mean, you can very easily tell where they've added stuff in. It's not subtle. I mean, it, they've, right. you know, they had to cut full scenes in order to package this down. And, and Cameron introduces the special edition and says, this is the version I would have preferred. This is the version I like. And the reason I didn't release it is because there was a stigma around the length of films. And so I had to cut it down. Now I'm showing you the version I would have released in theaters. 
and you get a lot for that. You get the origin of how the they found the aliens, and that includes Newt's parents, which is some people you don't you don't you're not introduced to at all in the theatrical release. Right. Um, you get a little bit more backstory around um, Ridley's daughter. Ridley's daughter, which there is no concept of her at all. Right. Um, there's a great scene where. Uh, they're trying to sort of make their last stand before they're evacuating where they set up sentry guns. And it's a very important scene to showcase how many aliens there really are. And it's, it's you know, visually, there's no special effects there because you're looking at a computer screen, which is counting down the amount of ammunition that's been fired. But it's so critical to the scene, the next scene, which is that the aliens are right on top of them. Essentially, they're in the walls or in the ceiling coming after them. And it really paints a picture of just how many there yeah, are. the chaos. And, and, just the, the, and, and there's just there's so many elements to the film that I do see why Cameron prefers it because it just, it just flushes it out that much more. And it's already a fantastic film with a theatrical release. And it's one of those movies where the sequel is better than the original, and you don't see that very often. But in the case of Aliens, it's so well done. I mean, it's when when you think back and you look at cartoons that kind of spoof this, and they spoof Newt, or they spoof the Alien, or they do something. They're they're not doing Alien. They're doing Aliens, and they're not doing Aliens three. They're not doing Alien versus Predator. No, it's Aliens. This is the masterpiece of the franchise. And it's such a good film, but boy, it's long. <laughs> and and it, you know, it's at times like having watched Aliens a lot, like it at times I just kind of droned off because I was like, oh yeah, I remember watching this version, and I just would kind of get up and walk around and do something else for a minute because I mean, it's long. You have to commit to it, and if you've but it's 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 cool because it's screen filling. It's one eighty five yep. one. It's it's no black bars on your TV. Nope. And purists have complained about the restoration or remastering a bit because they say they kind of overtoned it and overcleaned it up which that's fine but i thought it looked great and i see where they're coming from there because in the very first scene of the theatrical release where her craft is sort of floating out in space it's very dark and in the extended cut there's like blue coloring everywhere they really enhance the sky yeah yeah and and you could you can tell i mean there's definitely areas where they punched it up a bit and you know again it was you know 1991 when this extended cut came out and i actually think they use a lot of the extended cut for tv where you know it's it's safe tv um because the century scenes are in the in the television edit for sure um certainly when you're watching it on you know like an hbo or something like that it's back to the theatrical cut but they do take elements that of the less violent components and and they take it from the extended release and put it into the tv right. edit so um, to conclude, Aliens, great movie. Special Edition, really great movie. Aliens 30th Anniversary, I we, the, we're confused. We've scratched our heads here. It's 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 a knock against the film in that the packaging and the the inclusion of the features could have met the quality of the film, and I feel like that those elements are so subpar compared to how good this movie is that it just doesn't do it justice. Go get Aliens Anthology for 25 bucks if you want a good quality set and 
there you can actually watch the special features and not have to go find the disc. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just disappointing. Yep. All right. When we come back, more fun and excitement. Stick around. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. Okay, we're back. Yep. Do you love horror? I do. I like like aliens. That's a horror movie. Do you like to be scared? Not particularly. You don't like people jumping out at you? Not a fan of that. Not a chance you're going to enjoy this. I feel like I might punch someone if they jumped out at me. Each year... I uh, go around the D.C. area and, and beyond and look for some of the coolest horror attractions, uh, haunted houses that are out there. So here's my first report of hopefully a few more um, in the future of what I found one of the best attractions in the area. Best haunted attractions of 2016. Field of Screams, Pennsylvania, and what I'd really like to know, Jim, is you can tell me a little bit about the origin of Field of Screams here and what you guys hope to do every year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, first of all, we we our goal is to scare the crap out of every single person that steps on foot on our property every year, and actually, it's a favorite. It's my most favorite day of the year is, is opening weekend, opening day, getting our season underway. You know, we spent all year getting ready for this event. And then finally we can open the doors, let people in, watch them get scared, watch them scream, watch them run, you know, yell and laugh and have a great time. So, um, you know, that's my favorite day of the year, but I'm getting a little off topic. So what, what do we do? The history of Field of Screams. Field of Screams started back in 1993. I was actually a student in college at the time. We had a farm. We had a cornfield. We had some tractors and wagons. And we just had an idea of taking those tractors and wagons and scaring people out in the cornfield. Um, as little kids, we would decorate our one barn and turn it into a little haunted house. We took all the straw and we would make mazes and have people crawl through it and we'd reach in and grab them and try to scare them. But um, So we had the idea to do to, to this hayride back in 1993 and you know, it, it was sort of a hobby when we started it. Not really, we didn't go into the uh, into the business with a business sense we didn't go into it with a with a business sense or a business plan um you know we were going to try to make a little money doing it but it was more of a more of a hobby and after that first year was it was very successful um you know the people that came had a blast and we saw the potential there and just every year we would work on it you know more and more and make it bigger and bigger and and until what it is today this is the 24th season so you have four attractions um which one do you think which one do you enjoy the most well you know each of our four attractions are so unique so in 93 we started with just the hayride then in 95 we saw the need to add another attraction so we added the den of darkness barn and then then we spent uh, a bunch of years until 2002 until we added the asylum and then as recently as 2013 was when we added the fourth attraction nocturnal wasteland so you know, each one is so unique. The hayride is the hayride, and the den is this haunted mansion. The asylum has this medical doctor-nurse kind of theme. And then 
Nocturnal Wastelands, this like apocalyptic, you know, fortress in the woods. So, but I, you know, I go back to my favorite is the Hayride, just because it's it's the classic. It, it is what Field of Screams really is at its core. It's it's our Hayride. So, right. um, you know, I always say that's my favorite one, but they're all they're all so unique and different. I, I love them all. So, other than trying to scare people a lot, what, how do you distinguish? your attractions versus others in the area. I am sure you got a lot of competition, especially down in Maryland or that area. What do you how do you gotta get people up here? What do you what is what are you offering? We you know, we work on our show. A lot of haunted attractions spend a few months getting ready and it's not their main focus of the year. Our Field of Screams, my brother and I used to be high school teachers and we've quit our teaching jobs for over ten years now and our main focus for the entire year, along with six full-time employees, is Field of Screams. It's able to support that, and that's what we work on every single day of the year, all year long, because we love to do it, and it shows. When you come out here, you realize that there's a lot of effort and energy and passion put into our show. It's not just thrown together in a couple months. I mean, every there's attention to detail from costuming to the entertainment to the attractions to the pavers, to the pavement, um, to the lighting, to the sound, everything. The attention to detail, the smells, everything. It's, 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 it shows throughout the entire attraction. Uh, and, and our staff, uh, we, you know, our actors. There's, tonight there's over 200 actors out here that are in full costume, full makeup, and they are super aggressive. They attack, they scare, they do it properly, they do it right, they love it. Um, so that's what really sets us apart, and that's what makes people drive from Maryland, from D.C., from New York City. They they drive miles and hours to get to Field Screams. It's a destination people want to come here. That's awesome. It's awesome, right? You're yeah. never going to do it, but it's awesome. No, I mean... It's like... So you get four attractions, it's about 50 bucks, and you skip the lines, too. But it gets a little more expensive as you get closer to Halloween. Sure. I mean, that would make sense. And, and what's kind of interesting is a lot of these attractions in the area, or even like Universal Horror Nights, you can't really touch the visitors. But in Pennsylvania, <laughs> these guys are, not only do they touch you, but at some points they verbally abuse you, which is pretty funny sometimes. Some guy was just totally fascinated with my hair, some zombie, and he just kept poking at me and making wiseacre remarks. It was it was pretty funny between his grumping and growling. Now, the two houses are, are actually converted from 200-year-old barns. So the vibe going in there is just freaky to begin with. You're walking into a basement of one of them, and it really... I've never been in, like, Saw... But it smells like I'm in Saw. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're in a mortuary in the bottom of the basement. And then you walk upstairs, go through the attic, and then walk back down again. And all along the way, there is this gantlet of fear. Because there, there's guys jumping out. There's stuff going on. There's things dropping. It, it is really amazing. I would have to say, um, of all the attractions in the area, it is clearly one of the best. These guys do not shortchange and like you said, there's like 200 actors on set. They really look good. They take time with the makeup. There's good stuff. A lot of chainsaws. And with the chainsaws, they will chase you and they will poke at you. Obviously, there's no blade on the chainsaw, but they poke at you. So you'll often see 
ladies in distress running around the area being chased by guys with chainsaws. So what sort of warnings do they have when you when you show up? I mean, I, I think like everything. So like, I'm sure there's everything. Don't do this if you're pregnant. Yeah, don't do, don't do yeah, this if you have like high blood pressure. Right. If you're gonna have a heart attack, this I mean, is not for kids. I mean, somebody has to die there every year. <laughs> okay, that's a question I didn't ask because it it didn't quite fit into the uh, storyline. But it, that's a it's it's insanely impressive that they can fund yeah that many full time staff for the year when they are only running this probably like a month. I think the opening night was September 10th, so they'll run it from the 10th to, like, the 31st, roughly. So it's just just shy of two months. Right. And they have one night where they shut off all the lights, too. So you just (laughs) go there, and there is... So so how do you... I mean, they... I I don't know. I've never been to it. Is it just that the lights are off inside the the attractions, maybe? Yeah. Because I can't imagine. I mean, if you can't see anything... And each weekend they also have some pretty kick-butt heavy metal bands that come in and play Halloween-themed music, which is kind of neat also. But people, you know, people are really into the that, that sort of interactive There's stuff. Lots. I mean, you saw that with The Walking Dead. I mean, you see it. They do that at Comic-Con, I think, with The Walking Dead, where they have people who jump out at you. I mean, Horror Nights now has a standing Walking Dead haunted yeah, house. Yeah. So, yeah, and Universal's all on board with that stuff. It, it's all... It's really interesting the way they do this. I mean, it's clearly a big business. It's for clearly sure. a big business, so it was cool. fun. That's awesome, and right. I'll never do it. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. You, know. you, you you don't know what you're missing. I do, actually. Actually, I think you do. Yeah, I, I think I, you know, just prefer not to, not to have to deal with that. Brains. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it from afar. Okay. I'll, wa- I'll watch you do it. Next time, strap a GoPro on. Uh, okay, and I'll let you see what, what you're missing. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. All right, we'll be back. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. And we're back. <laughs> the enthusiasm is just bubbling. Yeah. Did you see that uh, this week's box office? You numbers? were right. You were right. I, I was... was totally guessing that Blair Witch was going to sneak in there, and, and they weren't even close. They weren't even close. Sully, big numbers again. Well, not big for the week. Let's big put it for that. the week. For that. I mean, Pretty dry week. $22 million, not great, but right. I think it's past... Um, Captain Phillips, uh, in terms of the 10-day box office, by quite a bit. And then Blair Witch at number two with... 9.6. 9.6. That's pretty dismal. And then... Bridget Jones's Baby. Clearly, everyone was so excited for this that no one, one went to went, see it. That's right. Yeah. Budget of $35 million. Good luck there. I expected Snowden to do better, but I don't even know why I expected it to do better. I mean, it's an Oliver Stone movie. He's hit and miss, big time hit and miss. You know, I think it's it's a really tough movie to convert because you either feel for the guy and support the cause, or you're vehemently against him as a traitor to the country. Right. And it's honestly just one of these things that I don't know. It's just just like when they did the nine eleven movies, like you know, a few years after the fact. It was like, why would I want to go watch this? It's just yeah, it's I a, never saw that movie. No, neither it just did I. Was depressing. No, and it, and, and it's just. Again, it's just one of these things where 
you know, he's in Russia. There's a lot going on there, and I think it's just it's it's maybe too meta, and and just you know. Right. It's well, nice to see Don't Breathe, uh, supposedly a very good horror film, where it's it's seventy five million now. It made another five point six. Only four weeks out, and then and then your personal favorite, Suicide Squad, the movie which that, never seems to go away, which everyone apparently hated, but yet uh, continues to do well. In fact, it's done so well that they just announced that Harley Quinn is getting her own movie. Will the Joker be in it this time? Will there be a Joker? It is unclear. I mean, come on, it is unclear. However, um. It was just announced. At least it's not a CW television show. No. Because I can't watch any more superhero shows on CW. Are you sure? Is it even called the CW anymore? I just oh, I just man. heard that they I just heard that they brought back Mad TV on the CW. Oh no. And and that was already bad as it was when it was on Fox. Flash. So Margot Robbie is also uh, co executive producing that film. So she'll get money. She'll get money. Right. All right. What's coming up? Do we know? Well, I, I, I wanted to bring up one thing, which I sure. I didn't really understand, but I didn't realize that the Ron Howard Beatles documentary was actually released in theaters because it's exclusively on Hulu. So I thought it was on Netflix. No? No, it's on Hulu. Okay. But it's weird because it made almost a million dollars this week. Wow. And I don't People know. People love the Beatles. I'm not sure. People love the Beatles. Well, of That's course. a worse imitation. I've got to work that. Now, the Eddie Murphy vehicle mr church which the trailer actually does look pretty good i mean it's it's dramatic murphy it's not comedic murphy uh it opened very small okay um, but didn't really do a whole lot in terms of conversions on the number of theaters versus how much it made so i think that one will sort of fade off maybe it'll be an oscar i heard strong performance though very strong and, and could be oscar worthy but it's one of those films where again all the movies that get the eventual nominations or the wins are the movies that nobody sees. They're just artistic, and they were right. they were small releases because they couldn't afford it. Uh, it was Coming a up. it was a rough week. Coming up, Magnificent Seven. It's not you know what getting great reviews. Why are they they didn't need to do that. It such was, a, the first film was fantastic. Such a big cast. Yul Brynner. Yeah. Say no more. But you know what? I, I bet it'll do well. You think so? I think it'll Better do well. Better than Storks? Well, Storks has got Kelsey Grammer. Right. And it's got Andy Samberg. All good. Um, not really sure I've seen a terrible amount of marketing for that film. Jennifer Aniston. I've seen the commercial once. Yeah, I've seen it once. But that's it. It's not really... Right. I'm not seeing billboards around the city here promoting it. Then again, I'm not seeing it for Magnificent Seven either. Right. But um, I well, think people I think people will go you're not see Magnificent Seven because of the cast, but it'll probably fall off. Storks because there really are no other kid friendly kid friendly movies, right, movies now. right now will probably do pretty well. Right. I would think. But then again, you know, school's back in session. There's not as much. That's true. You know, parent. It's it's weekend only really. Right. And that's it. So okay. Um, eh, I mean, I don't know. I guess if I had to bet. Probably Magnificent Seven over Storks, but... I'm going to say Storks. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> it could still be Sully, you never it can, know. And it still could be Sully. It could be. Okay, upcoming Blu-rays this Tuesday. We're going to get Neighbors 2. We're going to get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Beauty and the Beast 25th Anniversary Edition, which I am betting they do a really good job of. 20th Century Fox, hint, hint. 
And Free State, Free State of Jones. Wait, Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast, 25th anniversary edition. Why would it be 20th Century Fox, though? Isn't it a Disney vehicle? It is a Disney vehicle. That's why I said Disney's going to do a really good job Oh, you this. said 20th Century Fox. Yes, 20th Century Fox. Get your act together. That was our first segment, remember? Okay. Did you take your pills? No, Okay. and I'm very tired. That's okay. I am, too. Free State of Jones was a bomb, wasn't it? It was a bomb. Okay, so we'll see what happens there. I think it'll have Second Life on Blu-ray. I don't think it really hit wide, though, did it? I saw commercials for it. I don't know. It just didn't go anywhere, right? No. It's usually dependable. McConaughey is usually, or is he? No, he's not. He's all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he, you know. All right, what else you got? That's it. Really? You're done. That's it for me. Axl Rose is really good, by the way. I got to see ACDC. I'm only going to say that. Okay, and I can can only say it is not ACDC. You got a point, man. You got a point. But what am I going to do? Without Brian Johnson. It's something, there's very few places I can go and get that deaf in a two-hour time frame. No, I I hear you. I mean, I just... I don't hear you. It's sad. I know, clearly. (laughs) Um, It's just sad. Okay. It was great to be here with you again, Todd. I know. We're hoping for a polka next week. I have to strum up 50 bucks. It is all on your shoulders. I know. It, if my dad was here, he'd cut a polka for me in about 20 minutes, but God rest in peace. There's, there has to be a way. May he rest in peace. There's got to be recordings. There is. I'll find them. You should. See ya. I am Todd Stowell. I'm still Joe Zadkowski. And this has been the Zadzooks Happy Hour. <laughs> Happy! Good night. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Huge savings on new and previously leased furnishings. That's right, huge savings. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, choose from our wide variety of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. You'll find sofas from $199.99 and more. Everything in our 9,000-square-foot showroom is Court-certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Visit our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.